Welcome to the Medicaid Me Podcast. We have extended our app into a media platform that highlights who we are. With informative guests and a focus on industry breakthroughs, our goal is to educate and bring awareness to the many present and future medical evolutionary breakthroughs in our world. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, guys. Thanks for joining back in on the Medicaid Me podcast. I know we've uh, been a little distant lately on the podcast, but it's not the easiest thing to always uh, get guests on. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Everybody's got different schedules. Life is hectic for a lot of people, and especially if we have patients, uh, a lot of the time things uh, medically can get in the way of that as well. So um, we are back here again and we are trying to basically get this back going uh, at least bi-monthly for you guys to actually try to get you a steady schedule so please bear with us and um, we hope to uh, get more out there for you for uh, for the app and stuff like that so stay tuned for any newsletter releases if you've already signed up if you haven't signed up please go to medicateme.co not .com. A lot of people try to do the com and don't find it. Just .co. And our guest this evening, I mean, I, I've, I've got a laundry list here. I've, geez. Um, TEDx speaker, actually. Uh, she gave uh, a speech on cultural collision, if I said that correctly. Perfectly. Contributing, uh, she's also the contributing editor at Whole Life Challenge, and she's the owner of Paleo Boss. Um, she's, she's been using cannabis to treat her MS and we're going to get into all the, all, all the stuff that basically the changes that she's made. It wasn't just, I used the cannabis. She's made a complete lifestyle change and I can't wait to hear about it because this is going to really blow your minds. I bet you, and it's going to really bring out awareness and education for all of our listeners. So without further ado, please welcome Diane Capaldi. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And um, just sort of an FYI, because if anyone tries to find me, um, everyone but the IRS calls me V. So uh, if if we could just go by V, that would work better for me. Um, My legal name is Diane, but I don't use that name. So I reserve that just for taxes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. um, V is short for verb. So that'll give you an indication. I don't think I'm a noun. I think I'm a verb. So um, <laughs> maybe that'll that'll inspire people to understand why I go by V. Okay. But um, you're actually right. I've been using cannabis for the treatment of MS since 1986, uninterrupted, except for about maybe if I added it all together, I'd say probably three months total. Sure. If you added all the days up in the um, you know 30. 31, you know, 30, 31 years that I've been using cannabis for the treatment of MS. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's what I always tell people because, uh, pe- you know, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, your, your memory's going to go, this is going to go, that's going to go. I'm like, well, I, I have to beg to differ because I've been using cannabis for so long and I've only healed from using cannabis and I've used it in all forms. Um, and I've used, you know, CBD, you know, C, uh, hemp-based CBD, THC, CBD, tinctures, bud, vape, 
butters, edibles. I mean, you name it. I've done, I've tried it all and I still rotate how I use it depending on, you know, what I'm, what I'm looking to achieve. Basically, it's just like any medicine. I use it as medicine. Exactly. I mean, especially when you eat it, it completely has a different effect. Uh, it processes differently in your body. So um, that's that's actually a lot of the things that people are finding out now. Um, <clears throat> they think uh, a lot of people who are very edible naive they actually think that they can kind of eat a lot of edibles because they're you know they're so used to smoking so much, and uh, that's really not the case. <laughs> no, I mean to me, edibles are the hardest to gauge because I feel like they have the strongest effect on my body personally, and oh. I know a lot of people's. Um, you know, you, you know, you can overdo it on edibles to the point where you're like tripping and oh, I yeah. use cannabis so I can function all day. So I'm not interested in tripping. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so I think that, uh, I know that a couple, um, Memorial day weekends and you're from the East coast and I'm from Philly. So, you know, it, that's like the beginning of summer. Like we all go crazy. I used to have a house in ocean city, New Jersey. Like literally we just couldn't wait for Memorial day weekend. And, um, <laughs> In, in LA, like it's sunny every day. And that's where I've lived for, you know, since 2006. And I, I, I eat a very restricted diet. I follow a paleo uh, eating protocol. And I happened to see in one of the dispensaries in LA, they had a paleo, um, like a, it was like a macaroon, you know, and it was probably the size of the palm of my hand. So I bought it and they said it had 10, you know, 10 doses in it. So, which was really hard to measure. Um, and me and the person I was staying with, um, you know, we each did a dose and then, you know, we waited an hour and we're like, ah, we don't feel anything. Let's just eat the whole thing. There can't be 10 doses in this. Well, I was fine, but the person I was with literally couldn't go to work for a week. Wow. She tripped her brains out. Wow. Like it was too intense for her. And we literally, it was, and she, it was 50 milligrams, you know, cause I had to call and be like, was it really a hundred milligrams in the total thing? And how much did she have? And she was like, I need to go to the emergency room. So I think with edibles, you know, people's sensitivity because of the way it interacts in our body, you know, it really yeah. depends. So if you can, you know, smoke a blunt or, you know, do things, don't think that that translates into edibles. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn when I was first learning how to use cannabis as medicine, because in 1986, it was illegal everywhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was living at that time, I was living in Delaware County, so right outside of Philadelphia. And um, the only place I could get cannabis was from someone in Maryland who had a grow house and was growing. And, and that's the person that taught me how to like make oils and how to cook with it and do things like that. So I started learning really early on, um, you know, you know how, how to use uh, cannabis outside of just bud, um, because it was hard for me to get it. And when I got it, um, you know, I didn't really know how to keep it fresh or anything like that. So I would make butters and I would make things with it so that it would last longer. Um, and then, you know, as life, you know, progressed and it was easier for me to get cannabis, then tinctures and all those other things started becoming, uh, available. And I was, you know, it was a little more accessible, but in finally in 2006, I moved from the East Coast to California. And one of the main reasons I moved other than weather, because I can't regulate body temperature from MS, not because California does have the greatest weather, but uh -huh. it really helps my disease, um, was for uh, medical marijuana. And at that time, you had to go to 
a regular doctor, it cost me $450 for the appointment and then $250 for the license. So it was not accessible to everyone like it is now. I mean, now you can just pay some doctor and say I have a headache and they'll give you a medical license in California. But when I moved out there, it wasn't like that. It was still somewhat regulated. Right. Now, you know, it, it's so much easier and the deregulation has really helped someone like me because now I have access to all different forms of cannabis. And again, based on what I'm trying to accomplish, you know, it's like any medicine. I'll use this for that, this for that, you know, and for me, uh, my mom was a prescription pill drug addict my entire life and she was addicted to opiates and it's hell. And when I got diagnosed at Hahnemann hospital in Philadelphia with MS, um, they wrote me a prescription for Valium and I knew that I was never going to do that. Um, because I didn't want to follow in my mother's footsteps, but I also knew I needed to do something. And a friend of mine introduced me to essential oils and cannabis. Mm. And it was those two things are probably the, the two most important, um, things that I use in my wellness. And, um, I have, um, just to tell you, I, uh, I have, I have secondary progressive MS, which is the most debilitating form of MS. And I have used uh, cannabis for spasms and involuntary limb jumping. So um, a lot of people with MS, we have a tremendous amount of muscle spasms that can actually elevate limbs oh, and, wow. and can also make you feel like you're going insane because my jumping, although my right leg and my right arm would, would flail around from the spasms, um, even though people couldn't see how much I was uh, having jumping because most of it was under the skin. Like if you put a acupuncture needle in my arms, they would move so much until they bent. But if you looked at me, you couldn't see that level of movement, but I could feel that. Right. So that's what I started using cannabis for was for so that I didn't wasn't so aware of that movement because it was making me crazy. And um, then I started using, then I went blind because MS takes away vision a lot of times. Jesus. I went blind. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I actually oh had a mother-in-law God. who was very ill and, and not doing well. And the stress of watching her, you know, losing a battle to cancer very quickly. Um, you know, I woke up one day and I, I lost my eyesight. And, you know, the doctors didn't, you know, they're like, just wait it out, just wait it out. And my friend contacted me when she heard and she was like, I think you have to increase your cannabis. And that's the only change that I made other than, you know, trying to, you know, to process that I was going to lose someone that lived next door to me, who was my mother-in-law, who I cared about, um, you know, working on dealing with, you know, imminent death and my psyche. The only other change I made was I increased my cannabis use and, um, you know, my, my site came back and has since never left. And a lot of people with MS struggle with uh, macular, you know, issues and vision issues. And I, I don't have any, you know, thank God, but I did, um, my disease did progress even though I was using cannabis. Um, and I was taking a lot of drugs that doctors wrote prescriptions for all the time, um, for the treatment of MS and each drug that I took produced a side effect. So they would give me another drug for the side effect till it got to the point by the time I left the East Coast in 2006, I was on uh, taking 14 drugs and injecting with interferon every other day. 
And um, I had progressed to the, the worst stage of the disease, which was secondary progressive, which for me, I lost use of both of my hands. I had no feeling on the left side of my body. I had trouble swallowing. I couldn't feel to use the ladies' room, so I didn't know when it was time to go to the ladies' room. And then when I did go in there, I really struggled to be able to have anything happen because I didn't have feeling. Um, and I had full-time care, and I had people living with me, and I was spending uh, for over a decade over $37,000 a year in out-of-pocket health care costs. And I was paying for full-time care, and I blew through $2.5 million in liquid assets. Oh, my God. And was facing homelessness, institutionalization, or I was going to take my own life because I had no quality of life. And today, using diet and lifestyle only, I take no drugs. I've reversed every symptom. I am considered the most healed person in the world from secondary progressive MS. I still use cannabis every single day. Every day. Um, I, I, that's amazing. And I, I, one would almost think you might actually have to use it um, every, every day to just to keep... <clears throat> Just to keep well, going, I, you know what I'm saying, as far as what you need to do, because if you've reversed every symptom with it, you know, you might not want to, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor or anything like that, of course. I, I'm just speaking of an opinion. But I put that to a test. Oh, and you have? You're absolutely okay. right. Ah, so okay. I will tell you that a year after I went off of all my meds, well, even it was more than that, maybe a year and a half, I said to my daughter, I'm going to, you know, I don't really have the involuntary jumping anymore and I don't have the under skin jumping. I'm going to not do cannabis anymore. And she's like, really? Like she did, you know, her whole childhood, her whole life, my daughter's 29. She's had a mother that, you know, although it was uncomfortable when she was growing up because I never hid it from anyone. I was very vocal. I've been a, a huge advocate. Um, I said to her, I'm going to stop. And she's like, mom, you think you're going to be able to stop? I'm like, I'm not addicted. Like, I don't know what you think this is. This is, there's, I, I don't see. I don't have an addiction to cannabis. I, it's just not that. And she's like, yeah, but you've used it for so long. I'm just afraid. So I was like, I think I'll be fine. Well, I wasn't. And um, someone who uh, developed, who's a very famous doctor who developed the protocol I followed, Dr. Terry Walls, she has a TEDx called Minding Your Mitochondria, seen by 3 million people. The MS Society just gave her $2 million to test her protocol because that's the protocol I follow as far as eating. Um, so yeah, I went what, off of that's what cannabis. Got, got you to kick, kick it. I'm sorry. That's what got you to your, your diet changes was, was pretty much what really drove everything the, to full effect. Right. It was the last piece of my puzzle. Cause I was already meditating. I was already mindful. I already figured out how to fall in love with myself, which I hadn't done for years. Um, like my whole life. And, um, I do yoga and, you know, I was moving every day and I'm a yoga instructor, like all those things. And I tried different diets, but nothing really worked. And then I put in the walls protocol and the miracle known as me, uh, paleo boss lady was born. But I, so I stopped using cannabis for about three weeks and I went up on a plane and I have altitude issues with my throat. And that's very common with them. As a matter of fact, a lot of us die from MS because we choke, because we we end up having trouble swallowing. And sometimes we just choke on air. And then our throat literally will spasm like a Charlie horse in your foot. And it's so tight. It's called rigidity that you can't swallow. You can't breathe. You can't anything. And I lived with that. But it had gone away once I started healing. So I stopped using cannabis because I'm like, I don't have any limb jumping anymore. I don't need it for that. And that's what I originally started taking it for, right? I go up on a plane. And what's the first thing that happens? My throat closes up. 
So I come down from the plane. You know, luckily I had in my handbag at that time an MS-specific muscle relaxant. So when I was up in the air, I popped that thing, meditated through it. The stewardess was great. They really helped me once my throat calmed down. And when I got off the plane, I was meeting Dr. Walls in the airport because we were going to a conference together. And I shared with her what had happened. You know, I was freaking out. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, my God. And she was like, what changes have you made? And I'm like, nothing. I haven't changed anything. Matter of fact, I'm like, nothing. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not doing cannabis anymore. And she's like, why? Because she doesn't advocate or use cannabis, but she knew that I had used it. And she was like, why? And I told her and she said, V, I'm sure cannabis is doing much more than you thought it was. And I think you need to go back. Yeah. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that that is so, you know, I just didn't think that cannabis was helping with anything other than what I started initially using it for. Um, and it also sleep, I have to tell you, and sleep is pivotal to my wellness and cannabis really helps me to have a good night's sleep. Um, and that, so I, you know, I went back to using cannabis immediately after that and I have gone up and down in planes a million times now and my, I never have throat issues. Mm, that's great. So I believe that, yeah, I believe that really cannabis has been the only medicine. I hate to refer to it as medicine in, in like a pharmaceutical sense, like, thinking like drugs in a bad way because I look at a lot of medicines as like pharmaceuticals being, but this is like from the earth. You know what I mean? This is a whole different thought process in my mind. It's, it's a, it's mother nature's medicine. It's not a pharmaceutical company's medicine. And, um, it has sustained me physically and psychologically throughout my whole journey with MS. And, you know, I, I have to say that, um, I've had no negative outcomes from the use of cannabis at all in my life, none. And I've had negative outcomes from every drug I've ever put in my body. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, there's so many side effects that come with these drugs that there's drugs for the side effects, for the side effects, for the side effects. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a never-ending process, it seems, now with pharmaceuticals nowadays. It doesn't seem to me like they're really going through too much rigorous testing, you know, because it works on some people. I mean, listen, I, I, I know some, there are some prescription drugs or people out there as well that benefit from them and that's fine. Absolutely. You know what I mean? People who sometimes, you know, uh, take antidepressants, they, they have to take them and they actually benefit from them and that's great. But some people who are depressed can just exercise and, and get that rush from exercising and go, Oh, wow that's cool. I don't even need to take these drugs anymore. Or some people, you know, cannabis or whatever they want to use. And also in conjunction with that, people don't realize how important the, 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 the gut flora is, you know, if you're making your gut angry, it's going to make your mind angry and vice versa. And you're just like the mind affects your gut. You know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, like an infinity loop between the two. They really have a partnership going on there. And when, one of them's pissed off. Generally, the, it's going to affect the other. Um, at the same time, you know, it's almost like it's doppelganger in, in a way. But it's, you know it I mean? really is. I mean, and you talking about the microbiome, gut flora is a huge thing to bring up because I have to tell you, I grew up in Philadelphia area, and I'm 100% Italian. My family's from South Philly, and we lived on gluten, peppers, tomatoes, and eggplant, <laughs> and because we ate pizza, pasta. I mean, I went to Ralph's like all the time, went to Termini's, got cannolis, like 
this is my life, the, the Reading Terminal, at least once a week, the next, I mean, all of it. I mean, that's, that's who I am. I'm, I'm Italian to the core. That's why my brand is called Paleo Boss Lady, because I'm Italian, I'm from Philly, and I was born under the sign of Taurus. Like, I'm bossy, right? <laughs> and I always had stomach issues, always. Like, I'll never forget, my parents took me to the saloon. I don't even know if it's open anymore in Philadelphia. It was a major restaurant for my 21st birthday, and I didn't even make it through the first course before I got sick. And I lived that way. And it's because my gut floor was a mess. My microbiome was a mess. I mean, I had the perfect stage in my unhealthy gut to trigger MS, you know. And I worked at, I was a respiratory therapist. I worked at a hospital called Crozier in Delaware County and, you know, right, right off of 95. And, you know, I had access to all kinds of doctors and like no one ever said to me, oh, well, maybe it's the food you eat or maybe your gut floor or your microbiome is messed up. And once I started following the walls protocol, it took four years of religious hardcore effort for my gut floor to heal. But since my, my microbiome has healed, I can drive again. Uh, I drive all over the country. Um, I can care for myself. I moved independently for the first time in my life in my fifties, I'm 54. Um, and it all stems from the gut. Once you heal your gut, then, then you set the stage for, you know, uh, depression, um, bipolar disorder, MS, pretty much anything that you have, RA, diabetes. Once you start eating healthy and you heal your gut floor, you'll be surprised at how many things that we are treating with medication no longer need to be treated with medication because they go away. And, um, about 18 months ago, I sold all my possessions and I am voluntarily homeless and I drive around America in a Fiat living with strangers, uh, teaching them how to tap their miracle life. And that's what I do. And I'd say one third of the people that bring me in have psychological issues that they're trying to resolve. And once we start getting them using diet and lifestyle changes, you see medications start to fall by the wayside. Now, I'm not saying I'm anti-medication, but I'm saying if you can heal your gut, you have a, a large possibility of getting off of some yeah. because you're not going to need them anymore. And, you know, Dr. Walls, whose protocol I follow, she still takes medication for things because she still needs them. I am the only one that is the most healed in America that takes no drugs and I see no doctors because I'm a boss. <laughs> that's right you're a you're a boss at what you do right now you're just crushing life with this you know uh it's essentially yeah that's that's exactly what you're doing honestly i mean it's amazing um you have such a great success story but you know it's working for you it might not work exactly the same way for somebody else but that's amazing that it's at least showing this type of proof of your lifestyle change you're keeping up with your cannabis as well also, uh, do you do like meditation? Do you do you do? Uh, I do. Okay. Or are you, I, are you like a? You know, do you physically do workout or anything like that? Um, I know I don't know how hard it is for MS. I have a friend who has MS. I don't think it's okay. as advanced as yours or a different um, type. Well, I guess. But well, he, he does endurance levels. events and stuff like that, and which is amazing. He's like, I have MS, but he does these tough like endurance events. And a lot of people do. And it's amazing to see him do that. I'm just like, dude, like, shut up. My friend's got MS. You can do this. You know, it's like, like yeah. you want to cry about pain? Like, talk to this guy and then shut up. You know, like, oh, okay. You know, so <laughs> it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's great to put um, things I'm, into perspective I, for people. I, I exercise 
go ahead. I was just going to say, I exercise. Um, I just started this year giving myself one day off, but uh, which today was my day off from exercise. But I do yoga. I do self-myofascial release, awesome. which is basically self-massage um, so I can move better in my body. And uh, I dance. I hula hoop pretty much every day. And I do about three hours a day to be able to move in my body. Now, if you saw me, you would never know that I have MS or that I'm disabled um, at this point in my life. Um, but, you you know, if you lived with me, you, you'd see that there are certain things that I still can't do. But um, every, pretty much every symptom of MS I've reversed except for um, my ability to regulate my own body temperature I still can't do. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I moved to California because um, it – you know, living by the beach in California, you don't need heat or air conditioning, except for right now, because my daughter told me it's like 100 degrees. Um, but, I, you know, I manage, you know, everything um, just with diet and lifestyle and exercise. And I do meditate every day, and I laugh every day, and I sleep well every day, and I manage my stress every day, and I use cannabis every day, and I eat healthy food every day. So those are the things that I have to do every day to be the miracle that I am. Yeah, no, that's, and that's a lot of work right there. Uh, mm-hmm. On top of all of that work, have you actually tried any sensory deprivation floating? No, because I have severe claustrophobia. Okay, even if... So I, the it, thought of being in a tank freaks me out. Okay, um, did you know that there are different types of tanks? no. Yeah, there's not just like the what I call the sarcophagus. <laughs> okay. Uh, I call it the coffin. Basically, there's one. Yeah. yeah you don't want that. So that's fine. Uh, there's also the, uh, another one called the dinosaur egg. I call it the dinosaur egg or they call it the evolution pod. And it's big. Okay. It looks like a big. Seriously, it looks like a huge dinosaur egg. That's the way they, what we call it. And it opens up like a big clamshell. And it's so it's kind of round and long, uh, like an like I said, like an egg. And um you have the option for guided meditation, uh, waves, um, like an a- astral type uh, sound uh, soundscape. Uh, you can do uh, no sound at all. Uh, you can do lights, like low lights, like good lights, like purples and greens and stuff like that uh, through the water. Okay. Uh, so if you're ever freaked out, you're like, you just turn over and hit the light and you're like, okay, cool. Everything's fine. Uh, and it's, it's bigger and it's not as closed in as the coffin. Uh, and then they have what's called a cabin room where you can literally, you step in, uh, how tall are you? Um, I'm like five, seven. Okay. Yeah. No, you could like stand up in this, in this one and then lay down and stretch. And it's like, I don't know, like seven, eight feet long. It's huge. It's so big. It's it, so they call it the cabin. You just step in. Um, so that's even bigger. That one I don't think has light. It might have lights for you, but you can also plug in whatever you want to listen to. So if you want to listen to uh, like Tibetan monk chanting like I've done before, it's right. very it's very cool. Uh, you're also in about 10 inches of water. Uh, it's, it's the same temperature as the average temperature of the outside of your skin. I know you have a problem regulating your body temperature, so it's got me thinking like, well, if this, if this controlled environment is a constant you know, 94 degrees, um, it'll help you regulate your body temperature to 94 degrees maybe in your hour to hour and a half float whilst basically feeling like you're floating through uh, like gravity, like zero G because you're going to start to hear 
your joints start to settle in a, in right. a and in such an odd way. Like I, I, everything sort of has its own, it's like an old house. It like when it's, when the wind blows, it creaks and cracks and stuff because you're okay. always, you're always tense no matter what you're doing. I'm sitting here, I'm leaning on a, on a table right now into the microphone but I, I, I'm using all my mu- – I'm using muscles – not all my muscles, but I'm using muscles and things to keep me moving and doing what I'm doing. But now you're just laying there and not doing a thing, and you could just literally let go. Just let go. And you let go, and it's it's so tremendous. Every once in a while, you'll bump into the wall and stuff like that. But you know, I always recommend for people that are claustrophobic to go into the bigger ones to explore it, maybe even have somebody outside that's willing to – be outside the pod with you or the cabin with you just to sit and say, Hey, you know, you're out there. Yeah. 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 I'm here. Um, cause I'm not claustrophobic. So I don't really, I don't really know what that feels like. Uh, yeah. So it, it, I'd be hard pressed to even want to try something like that to tell you the truth. Plus I'm, I don't like water. I like to live on the beach, but I don't want to get in it. Okay. All right. No, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to push, push it. Uh, but, uh, if you ever change your mind and you're ever, yeah, no, in, there's uh, ever somebody in... who actually lives in the Jersey, Philadelphia area. His name is the paleo drummer and that's oh, okay. the brand that he goes by and he goes summer weekend and that's what he does for the t-shirt. He loves it. Oh yeah. No, um, I, uh, I have a but, yeah. friend of mine's an owner uh, of a, his own flotation spot. His name's Russ. He owns a flotation Philly here in philadelphia oh nice so. i wonder if that's where he goes i don't even remember i should look and see but yeah he's really big into flotation yep. um yeah and and for me you know i move every three days so uh it's you know it's and i'm usually in places you know right now i'm in boulder um but i'm usually like in Wichita, kansas i'm usually in places that like don't even have whole foods let alone any of these kind of cool things yeah. which makes yeah you know my my, um, I take care of myself. Like I don't pay for anything. That's another big part of my brand so that I can show everyone that we're totally accessible. Uh, one of the, one of the major parts to me about, uh, my healthcare and not, um, you know, I don't go to a yoga studio. I don't do Pilates. I don't do chirotherapy. I don't do flotation because all of that costs money. And I'm trying to show the world that my healthcare is completely accessible to all, um, cause you can grow your own cannabis, uh, you don't have to buy it. Um, and, um, that, that I don't spend any money other than on some supplements, which isn't really very much. Um, I literally heal and maintain my wellness a hundred percent by myself without the help of a single soul. I do it all by myself. That's why I'm a boss. <laughs> You're the boss of yourself and everybody should be the boss of their self. Yeah, I think uh, right, everybody but- needs to be an optimized human, and 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 that's you know I'm telling you, I really think that the reason why we have such high tensions in the world altogether, I, I I'm not saying this is the only reason, but imagine what it would be like if everybody's gut flora was perfect, right? In the yeah. world, in the world. Do you think, you know, I wonder if, if there would be a massive difference as far as the attitudes and the way people are towards each other or so quick to, uh, quick to snap at somebody, you know, because if you're not feeling well on your stomach and let's say I'm nauseous and my, and my, and my wife's not nauseous and she's watching a funny movie and laughing and stuff, I don't think I'm going to be laughing because I'm our, my gut 
is already just like, Ugh, and it's affecting the way my head is. And my head's just like, oh, you feel like shit. You don't want to. That's not funny, man. Just just sort of lay here. And and normally I would probably would be in a great mood laughing at the same thing, you know. But uh, my gut is really taken over. So it's like I wonder, you know, if people had that perfect diet, you know, if they found the one perfect diet, because you know, paleo is not for everybody. Uh, ketogenic diet's not for everybody. Uh, you know, the uh, what, what's that old one that I've always heard? Uh, the Atkins diet's not for everybody. But it's like everybody. It's it's funny because everybody will like I I need to go on a diet. It's like why don't you just find what's optimi- optimized for you, optimal for your lifestyle? So let's say you don't really like to work out and stuff like that. Well, you should really start to look at different types of foods that would benefit you for a less active lifestyle than somebody with a more active lifestyle, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I have to tell you, I don't even like the word diet because I don't follow – I mean, it's a lifestyle for me. And I, diet to me is deprivation. I'm a biohacker, so – you know, I give my body what it needs to live nice. optimally. And, and I can tell you that as someone who, you know, I spoke in front of, you know, 15,000 people last year and, you know, I'm face to face with hundreds of people all the time. And, you know, I live with strangers. I mean, just imagine the amount of information I get living with, you know, with people and not everyone that I live with has a mess. Matter of fact, most of them don't. Um, a large majority of them have psychological issues. Anxiety is huge. Depression is huge. Bipolar is huge. And, you know, you get people, you know, getting conscious about their life, waking up. That's a big part of what my TEDx was about. Like, you got to get conscious. The autopilot of life, if you want to heal yourself from anything, if you want to live optimal life, if you just want to wake up every day and have joy, you got to wake up, like, about how you're living. Yeah. And if you wake up about how you're living, it's going to point to the fact that maybe you're going to – how does your body react to certain foods? And if you're really getting conscious, you're going to see that sugar, gluten – these things don't serve our bodies well. No. So you'll biohack those out of your diet anyway, and ultimately it would heal your gut. And I can tell you, like I even have you know, so many people who had crippling anxiety, crippling, and now they're like gone. It's gone. People that, you know, I, you know, I, at one time the doctors gave me an antidepressant when, when, you know, uh, when my husband walked at the day that, I was at Hahnemann Hospital and the doctor said, you've moved on to the most debilitating form of MS. There's nothing we can do. Prepare to take the bed. My husband drove me home from the doctor, said he was going to the movie down to the Ritz, you know, the independent film theater in, in, in Philly, and he never came back. <laughs> he didn't go to the movies. He left. Oh, and um, I was devastated because I couldn't Jesus. care for myself. So my family doctor right away, and I didn't realize this was happening, gave me an antidepressant. He didn't specifically tell me that's what he was doing. And then I'm on this antidepressant and then I couldn't get off of it because my body kept reacting to it. So finally, you know, it took a long time to wean off of it. And I was, I've never had depression because I got conscious, you know, after that turning point about my life and I moved out to California and I started really, you know, and, you know, I could have been on that antidepressant for as long as I wanted if I didn't wake up because the doctor felt that I needed it to to live. And at the end of the day, what I needed to do was to own my life. I hadn't owned my life before, you know, at all. Like my family every Sunday went to Terminis. That's what we did. Even though every time I ate a cannoli, I got sick. It it didn't matter. That's the tradition that we had in place. And that's what we did. You know, on, you know, Sunday we ate a pasta, you know, we'd go to, you know, if we aren't making, you know, just all of these things. And, 
you know, for me, I believe that, you know, it's, it's consciousness that heals us. It's waking up and really living in harmony with your body and realizing if you eat something and it doesn't serve you, then maybe you shouldn't eat it anymore. You know, my dad took Tums all the time to eat for certain foods. Oh, I got to take a Tums right now because I'm going to get heartburn. It's like, well, maybe don't eat it. Did you ever think of that? Yeah. And they don't, never just don't. Eat they that. just never did. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy because you know I I s- switched over to yeah I, again I don't want to I don't want to use the word diet either but you know I kept trying to figure out well okay what works for me and I'm like oh my god this is insane because somebody's like oh you need to do this and I'm like okay and I try that I'm like oh my god I, this is not working I don't I don't feel I feel weak I feel just dead ugh you know like that didn't work right. okay like so, when somebody was like okay you gotta go. Like, like try Like I even, tr- I didn't try a very strict ketogenic diet, but basically I did almost, I cut out a lot of carbs and I knew that everybody's like, well, you know, if you're used to a lot of carbs and the yada, 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 you're going to, you might feel like crap for a couple of days or a day or whatever. And then usually you're, you're good. And I just noticed that it just wasn't working. It was really affecting the way my mind was and I just wasn't feeling good and I was like I think I actually do need these carbs because of the way of my lifestyle like I need these carbs otherwise I'm gonna like freak out on somebody or something like that you know it's just like I would love to be able to just do that but nope you know I'm like so cool all right I can have a hoagie awesome you know like (laughs) you know I can have hoagies every once in a while or whatever you know whatever you know have some bread or whatever. It's great. I can eat pizza. That's fine. I need that type of stuff for myself. You know, not all the time I'm saying, but if I don't have it there, it's, I, I, I notice that when I take it away, it's, it's in my body. It's just like, what are you doing? I feel so like weak. Uh, so I, I, I basically decided to try a higher protein, higher fat diet. And that's been working out again. Sorry, diet. Uh, but, uh, that's been working out. Uh, a lot better for me. I've I've seen a much better results that way. Um, and I, I can second that. Um, the Walls protocol that I follow is based on ketogenic lifestyle, and uh, at least at the, the the top level, there's three different levels. Um, and I can't do ketogenic as far as in an eating form, but I go in and out of ketosis because I'm a faster. I okay. fast. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my body loves, like I'm going to start tomorrow at 5 o'clock, a 72-hour fast. But I fast every day for 12 hours. So, you know, tonight I'll finish eating at 8 p.m. and I won't eat again until, you know, after 8 a.m. And I fast two days a week for 16 hours. And now I'm doing 72-hour fast one day a month. Yeah. And that's, you want to talk about power and magic? That has made my body heal. You know, I used to only be able to, I went from not being able to drive only three years ago to uh, when I started touring um, a year ago, April, I could only drive. Um, I, I was only I was hoping to be able to drive four hours a day, which worked out pretty well. But now I can drive up to ten hours a day without a problem, and that's because of fasting. It just yeah, it's, it's, it's my body your, runs like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it's keeping your inflammation down. Probably, you know, you're not so inflamed. Uh, and that's how it's working for you, you know, um, you know, I, I like to, I bike all the time. I just got a new bike. So I like the, the weight of it doubled because of the style of bike I decided to get. So now that's changing, uh, my lifestyle a little bit now because like, okay, now I got a heavier bike and now I still want to, but my mind wants to pedal the same 
you know, go the same speed, even though to keep that same speed for the duration of I normally could, I need to use more power because this bike is heavier. And it's, it's, uh, I've noticed like now I'm eating more. I'm like, Jesus, okay. I need to stop. Right. Like maybe I'm going to chill on the bike for a little bit. Cause I, I'm telling you, I have such a high metabolism. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think that's another reason why I can process edibles. Like I'm, I'm telling you people are like, I don't think you just have the right edible. I'm like, no, I've had dispensary edibles before, like legit dispensary edibles. And I've eaten 250 milligrams, 400 milligrams, 500 milligrams. And people are like, are you serious? I'm like, yes. They're like, well, maybe you need it. I'm like, maybe I do, but I don't know because it doesn't, I don't know whatever I like this person's passed out because they had 10 milligrams. My endocannabinoid system is different than theirs. Way different. Everybody, that's that's the crazy thing. We don't have no idea what people's endocrine or the endocannabinoid system, how it affects everybody. Yep. It, it, it doesn't matter. You can have, you know, you could have a twin. I, I would say that even a twin might might have differences. You know, it's just, you know, when, so when people ask, like, what you do for a diet, what do you eat? Well, what works for you? Like, this is what works for me. Let's find out what works for you. Because that's, yep. it might not work. So, and it's, it's just funny because there's a lot of trial and error and then people, I think people give up. I mean, I, I'm guilty of that too. That's, you know, I don't think I tried certain things for long enough, but I'm glad that I started to find something that really worked for me, uh, which is a, just a very high, high fat. I mean, Jesus, I eat a lot of like Greek yogurt. Uh, that's my thing. I, I get grass fed butter. Uh, I really, I buy like good, you know, make sure I, I spend the money on good olive oil. So I know that it's actually real olive oil and it's a good fat source. I eat a lot of, right. al- I, you know, I eat almonds when I start to get hungry at work. You know, I work a desk job, but I, I, I like I said, I bike, uh, geez, almost seven days a week now anyways. Um, and, and I, I work out quite a bit, you know, I do long distance walking and stuff like that. So. Uh, so it's just kind of like, and I do, I've done like long distance stuff. Like I've done like one day I did like 17 miles, no water, no, no food. Wow. Just got up. I'm sorry. I lied. Got up. I had my French press, uh, with my heavy cream in it and then that's it. Left the house. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm super high fat too. Fat is my friend. It's awesome. Uh, I think now it's starting to affect my sleep as far as my coffee intake. So I think I need to back off my coffee intake, even though I love coffee. Like I don't need, I don't really need coffee, uh, but I have so much energy anyways. I don't really need the coffee, but I just, oh man, I just really love coffee. It's so good. I rush to bed because I can't wait to wake up for my Bulletproof coffee. I drink Bulletproof coffee. Yeah, I've done, uh, you mean like butter and MCT oil? Yeah, well, I don't do butter because I don't do dairy, but um, I do um, coconut milk. I actually put coconut milk or almond milk in it Ooh, and yeah, yeah. collagen and MC. I put brain octane oil in mine. Oh, nice. And, yeah, and a little cinnamon or cardamom or, you know, always turmeric, a little black pepper and uh, whip that up in the morning and, you know, that's what, because I usually try not to eat my first, you know, most often my first meal of the day will be between 11 and 1. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're doing your, your 12-hour, your fasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I maybe I should start doing that too, because sometimes, 
uh, I'll get that insulin drop for no reason in the morning. I'll just get like, uh, that. here, here's a, here's a blast of nausea for some reason. You're like, uh Oh, what's going on right now? Am I going to get sick for some weird reason? And then also right. it passes and I'm like, Whoa, that's not cool. I don't like that feeling. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I, you shouldn't feel like you're going to like, I, and I feel like that's an insulin drop. So like, I, I remember eating bananas in the morning and I used to get a, an insulin drop like two hours later. And then I realized, oh, bananas are really high in sugar. Okay, I don't need that. So I noticed, like, if I ha- have too much sugar the night before, and then I wake up in the morning and I don't have breakfast, and I get to work, and it's like nine thirty or something like that, and all of a sudden I'll get this in- that that feeling of uh oh, I'm gonna be sick, but it passes. Uh, so I have to watch how late and what I'm eating at night too. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, people just think they can right. just eat whatever because I used to. I used to. Eat God, four packs of ramen noodles at midnight and go to bed at, you know, one in the morning. <laughs> you know, right, just, right. Yeah, we all did ramen noodles. That was our thing. You know, it's it's crazy. Like what it's it's amazing that what you can process as as a normal like healthy kid, I guess. A, a healthy kid, right? Right. You just with the the crap. I I lived on candy bars one summer. That's all I ate. It was just like I was just eating candy bars and then I'd have a good meal when I went home for dinner and stuff like that. But basically, I ate a lot of chocolate. Oh man, I ate so many chocolate bars, and it was—I was fine the whole day, whole day long, fine, just eating chocolate bars. Like, I can't do that right now; I'll get sick. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's it's amazing, you know. I was a, you know, I loved my scotch and my tequila. I built international tech companies. I traveled the world, and I sat at a bar almost every night. And uh, I. If I put alcohol or even wine near my body right now, it literally will smack me. Oh. And I've been, you know, I don't drink at all. I don't, I just don't, you know, because, you know, my body doesn't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, I, I do like red wine, uh, with meals. Uh, but my wife and I are definitely Scotch fans. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't drink, we try not to drink a lot of it. I don't drink it every night or anything like that. Um, I like beers and ciders and stuff like that, so I try not to try not to go crazy with it all. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's a shame because man, we could talk scotch all day long. <laughs> yeah, no, are you kidding? I love scotch, and um, actually, and even Doctor Walls says that people that drink two glasses of wine a week live longer than people that don't. But I, my body just doesn't. It just said no. Doesn't like. Doesn't like. Right. Doesn't know. like any alcohol. I know it's it's a tough life, but you know what? As long as I can keep functioning and doing the work that I do, no problem. That's awesome. I mean, so this is great. So, are you uh, thinking of writing a book? Yeah, uh, actually, I am thinking of writing a book, and um, I do have a uh, co-writer and a potential literary agent. Um, it's just um, in trying to work out how that's all going to look right now. But okay. yes, I would definitely um, have a book proposal in hand and, and would like to write a book. Um, you should be videoing and your, your traveling and stuff, you know, if you can. I know someone gave me, I have uh, an angel, a living angel who gave me a camera. Um, can I just tell you that doing the work that I'm doing, plus being a miracle, I do all of this by myself. Um, I have, you know, almost 20 vendors that, that come along with my tour. I give talks, um, I have a master's in psychology. I'm a five-star rated chef. I've built a business. I've built brands. I'm a yoga instructor. And like when, 
when do I have time to be filming? Like literally? No, but just, I'm like, God, you're in your, when you're in your travel, like in your traveling, like, are you driving? Like you're driving, right? Driving around. Yeah, but stuff. I'm not like, I, I'm literally going from point A to point B. I'm, it's not like I'm, to- I'm doing anything. I don't, I hear you. I don't check around the area. I'm not like, oh, I'm in St. Louis. Let's check this out. No. I'm oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about like your your journey, like you're what you're doing, like that's oh, what well, you're like my filming. brand, Paleo Boss Lady, is that. Yeah, okay. Um, I have a yeah social media brand that basically is my life every day. So it is journeyed, and I have a blog. I have an award winning blog. I have a website. Um, I have a, a Facebook page. I have private groups. I have Instagram. Um, so it's it's pretty well journeyed. Everything that happens to me in my life every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you got that new that new phone. I mean, whew, that, yeah, I just got you, the. You, you can take some 4K video with that, so, actually. So I, <laughs> yeah, it. No, I was really surprised because I walked out of there only giving them forty five dollars. So it was a great day. Awesome! Awesome! That's, that's beautiful. No, mm-hmm. that, that's no. great. Where did where are your travels taking you next? Um, well, I'll be leaving Boulder and going to Wichita, Kansas. Okay. I'm actually doing a talk at the Natural Grocers there. Um, on the second or third, I think, um, it's on my website. I can't remember the actual dates. Then I go to Illinois and then I go to the Carolinas and then I'll be by Thanksgiving. I will be in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And then, uh, the first week in December I hit Florida. I'll be in Florida for the whole month touring. And then, well, I stopped living with strangers on the 22nd cause it's the holidays and no one wants some stranger in their house. <laughs> um, but I'll still be in Florida. And then uh, I'm in Texas, all over Texas, Austin, Dallas, uh, Fredericksburg, San Antonio, Houston, and then I'm back in LA in February. Okay. So no, no East Coast plans other than the the South. Because you're too cold, I can't regulate body temperature, I so I you. can't go where, where it gets too cold or too hot. And you said South Carolina. Are you going to go to South Carolina? Um, I, I think I know I'm in North Carolina. I'm okay. in several cities. I mean, I could pull it up. Let's see. Where am I? I was just saying, I can't keep the, it all um, Josh and Nick of, of, uh, the owners and operators of Medicaid me, they live in South Carolina. Uh, I'm sure that if, if you were giving a, a talk or, or, or something like that somewhere, they would love to come out and see. Um, most of my work in the Carolinas, except for in North Carolina is private, which means uh, I'm living with someone and I'm uh, just in their home. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't even set up any of my own talks cause I'm so busy. So if someone invites me to live in their home and they want me to give a talk, it's on them to figure all that out ah, if right, they right, want right. me to do a cooking class. So like they would go to the natural grocers or they would go to their natural pass office or their CrossFit gym or their yoga studio or whatever and say, you know, I, I send them my press kit. Everything I do is free or donations. So no one has to pay me anything. Um, so um, they have to, I am literally have very little time to do any, any, you know, and when I book my tour, I'm just going from person to person. It's, it's, you know, so many people are like, Oh my God, you were in, you know, New Mexico in Albuquerque. Did you do this? Did you do that? I'm like, no, no, a, you know, everything costs money and I'm a missionary. So what right, money right. do I have? Zero. If somebody wants to um, take me, maybe if I have the time, but I don't think, you know, it's like you're spending your and, time helping people. And when I have downtime, literally because I have a master's in psychology and most of the work I do is a psychological lens. You know, I'm not the psychotherapist. It's like your hours up. I'm living with people for days on end. And the psychological work is exhausting. So if I have a day, 
I don't even leave the Airbnb or the place that I'm at. I literally, like Sunday, I had the day off, kind of. I had a meeting in the morning, a very big meeting, a three-hour meeting with the CEO of a bazillion-dollar company. So it was a high-stress meeting uh, who hopefully is going to be a big sponsor of my tour. But I was in bed for 14 hours that day because that was the first day I had a chance to even relax. And I was fried. I mean, literally fried. Yeah. You know, and Monday I had to start all over again. Another, you know, it's, it's you know, another big meeting. And, you know, so I, I literally, um, I have nothing left to give. I don't. I'm, I'm literally like Mother Teresa of wellness who, I mean, I was voted one of the top 50 uh, people changing healthcare in America. And, you know, that doesn't, that didn't happen easily. I mean, it's, it's, plus I, I'm being a miracle. And a year of being on the road, I had my numbers checked with my naturopath in August and I'm healing more now than I have in the whole time I've been conscious. So, like my healing is accelerated and I'm homeless I have, I live at poverty. Everything I own fits in my car. I have under a hundred possessions. Um, I only buy recycled clothes. I am a minimalist to the core and I am a walking miracle. When before I moved to California, I was a multimillionaire. I had live in help. I had a house on the beach. I had a house in Delaware. I had several cars. I was a very prominent figure in the area and I was sick and miserable, miserable and sick. So you know, I live a very minimalistic, conscious life that contributes to the fact that I am a miracle. It's not, it's all of it. It's the way I eat. It's the way I live. It's what I wash my clothes in. I wear no toxic makeup. I shave my hair. I don't put dyes on my hair. I don't use nail polish. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, I control everything that I possibly can. Everything. What kind of pans? I don't cook in Teflon. I only use cast iron. I mean, I'm, you know, it's dialed in. It's dialed in. Nice. Wow. You definitely have it dialed in uh, more so than I would say 90% of the people on the planet. And that, 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 um, that might be uh, a stretch, but I mean, geez, I mean, uh, definitely you've got it dialed in. And that, that's, that's great because you know what? It's working for you. And, and as long as it's working for you and it's making you actually healthier and getting stronger and defeating your and defeating MS, I mean, keep going, you know, keep going. I, I wish, I wish, uh, you know, it wasn't going to be too cold here for you. It'd be great if you were able to come here. Um, or if, you know, if there's some, some, some miracle, uh, on, uh, somewhere that, uh, somebody sets up a, uh, a talk, a talk for you and it's local like Delaware or Jersey or even, you know, uh, Pennsylvania, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to try it and get there so I can, I can yeah. meet you in person. I'm, I'm there in the summer, like the springish, like, uh, probably April, May. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're yeah, going to be, I was um, in New Hope already in June. I toured that whole area this summer. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I went from, uh, Boston area all the way down to New Hope and did, you know, New York, Buffalo, uh, Ohio, like all Michigan. I did all that. Um, again, cause I have to do it before it gets humid. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome cuz next April we'll actually be in Scranton at the uh Cannabis Festival. Well, maybe I'll be meeting you there because that's another reason why we'll talk, but um I, you know, hopefully am going to be getting involved in a company that that is involved with cannabis. So, and we'd be launching in May. That's oh. why I'm in Boulder actually because I've awesome. been working on this for over a year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I good luck with that and Thank you so much 
for coming on to the uh, Medicaid Me podcast. This is this was awesome. Uh, you, you shared so much, uh, so much knowledge, I, and I think I think definitely our our listeners are gonna take a lot uh, from this. So, well, um, I hope so. And please make sure that you send that to me. I, I have a newsletter. I'd like to put it out and on all my social media because I think you know this to me is very important. Uh, because I think that a lot of people have discounted CBD, cannabis, and the role that it can play in wellness. And, you know, I, I want people to know and I want to change, you know, the status quo and what people think about cannabis and CBD. A lot of pharmaceuticals will no longer be necessary. If we started using diet, lifestyle, and natural products to heal our bodies. Exactly. And you heard it here, folks. Seriously, take a page uh, out of her book, please, because I've I've been saying this a lot, not only on this podcast. I've said it a few times on on Wake the F Up podcast. Um, also, if people are interested in listening uh, to what uh, a gentleman by the name of Chris Kresner has to say, he also has a lot of proof and and a, a hell of a journey that he did to change his gut biome. He was suffering i i think he was suffering from i don't really remember it was, I, crohn's or something like that uh yeah. I, I don't know it's like Chris. a gas yeah so it's he's changed he changed his life completely so um that's that's awesome if you know him uh that's that's really cool because i've i've yeah. read, up, read up on he him has a, very a new book coming actually last year he had me speak at his uh institute down at paleo fx and he currently has a new book coming out that i'm supposed to have read by November 1st and write a review about which I haven't even started because um, you know my work sometimes things fall into you know they carry over when I'm living with people and I end up staying a little longer so yeah. I'll get Chris's book hopefully read sometime within the next week but yeah I do know Chris and I, cool. he's, a, he's a big force so it would be great if people checked him out and this was great um, and I really appreciate you having me and I really hope that I inspire listeners to question their status quo uh, I think you will. I think you will. And thank you so much. And good luck with everything. And please feel free to, to reach out anytime. Uh, it was such a pleasure talking with you. And vice versa. And, you know, Philly pride. I'm a Philly girl through my heart. So it's an honor to talk to somebody who's in the town that I love so much. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.